had the wedding time, ready to party, John could know is where we start with it. You see that individual name, Gerald Levy, a.k.a. Bogo, a.k.a. Mr. Waki. Glad the day we meet that man, I swear to you. Craig and Ding Dong became our dancers. At the time, Voice Me was the only group that was doing that. We had a fun factor as a dancer. May 2010. What do you remember about that evening or that night? That was that was a happy time for me personally. Um, this is another thing that I I have never talked about. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, he's a recording artist, a producer, and one third of the highly, highly, highly sought after group voicemail. You know, we have in the building today, we have Craig voicemail in the building today. What's going on, big boss? Oh, God, oh, God. Most of that, then, with the mats. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Entertainment Report podcast today. Yeah, man, thanks for the invite. Yeah, man, no, definitely somebody like you. We've seen you around. We've seen your journey. But I think tonight we're going to really get a full rounded picture of who Craig Voicemail is. You understand? Yeah, man. <laughs> definitely. All right. Where did you Where did you grow up in Jamaica? Well, it's a city you to know, straight in Kingston. Couple places well, you know, after Wild Time, Campbell's Boulevard at one point we're there, uh, um McKinley Crescent, you know, which is Olympic side Waterhouse, you know, but things going on, you know, my grandma, which is my mumsy, rest well. You know, I start living with my mumsy, that's uh on Westminster, which is Arthur Hills Road. So that's where the rest are growing finish. <laughs> got you and when you're when you're growing up did you have any siblings that you grew up with in the house yeah before i started living with my grandma you know i was i was living with my mother and you know my brother sheldon and patrick you know a lot of people know him as ari toddler and a lot of people still find it so wow like oh yeah an ari toddler brother yeah so <laughs> it was you know me patrick and sheldon at that point and what was it like growing up now with now you were the oldest or you were, you were the youngest no, right? I, in between where did you start? i was i was one of the youngest um patrick was older for sure you know after a while you know you know him him end up um move out and you know start being a grown-up <laughs> there was just me and my brother and then my, my other brother which is sheldon um him go country and fall in love with down there and decides him not come back so after my mother migrated, I was, you know, spending some time with my cousin them down by McKinley Crescent and then things go on and my, my mom's was like, listen, you need to come and live with me. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Down there. I got you. So even now with somebody like a character, a colorful character like Harry Toddler, what was it like growing up with a brother like Harry Toddler at that time? Yes, the way. Well, the toddler everybody know no was not the toddler that, you know, I grew up with for the, the duration that, you know, we lived together. But um a lot of people never know that um Toddler was actually a very good jockey. <laughs> and he wanted to be a jockey. People will look at Tadla now and I say, Tadla? <laughs> yeah, but him did skinny one time too, like myself, yeah. you know, and him never so tall. So, you know, it was 
I, I think I think one of the one of the greatest gifts my family have is that we're very talented individuals, you know. So I am multi talented. He's multi talented. My brothers and sisters are very multi talented in their own way, you know. But um, it was pretty good, you know, pretty good because what a people what what a lot of people will will share this story with more time. And I say, yo, I think b- being poor is the richest life you could ever have because you you. you the things, the, the knowledge that you gain, not having anything. I mean, maybe rich people would have their own say, but growing up, not having anything, I, I find that to be a very heavy blessing for me. I can say that now, being an adult with all that I've learned, all the knowledge that I attained from then to now, you know, because you appreciate everything. And then in this time, nobody really happy. Not many people appreciate everything. So that's true. What's good? What's good? So even did you think the same way when you were growing up where it wasn't, it, you had to become an adult for you to realize that, okay, growing up poor made me be, understand riches were back then. It was just, you hated it. Well, me personally, I am naturally a humble soul. I'm a Libran. I'm... Most of my friends who are Libran say I'm totally a different type of Libran, but I am I am a humble soul, you know. I always appreciate the simple things, and like I say, my 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 mumsy was my greatest philosopher. She was she 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 was my teacher teacher of life, you know. So she teach me simple things, and I share a lot of the simple stuff that she taught me with friends, you know, even strangers who I just have a nice energy connection with, I would just start have a conversation and then the conversation leads to here and I will share, you know, few other stuff them like small words make big words. So I appreciate the simple things in life. Manners take you through the day and relationship take you through the world. So, you know, we, other people used to hear manners take you through the world, but me never learned it away. Then we learned it the next week. Manners take you through the day. Relationship take you through the world. I agree, especially being in a music business. I'm not sure if you knew this is where you're going to end up, but being in a music business, relationships are the number one thing that's going to get you to that next level. Music and anything, any any form of relationship, not just business, whatever it is, even if you're just trying to get a job and, you know, just how, just how you conduct yourself. You, you, you see, we don't know who is in the room, you know. It don't matter, it don't matter what you might hear somebody say. As at the end of the day, people have their own perception of others. That don't mean that it's true. You get me? So relationship on the world take you through the world. It don't matter what you're in, whether it's music, um, construction, it don't matter. You sell something it relationship. It's the key thing. Hundred percent agree there. So okay, even growing up now. You, you have your brothers, you're, you're with mumsy and stuff. What did you think you were going to get into when you became an adult? Did you have any aspirations or anything? Yeah, I wanted to be a pilot, fly a plane, travel the world. That was, <laughs> that was always my little dream, my little, as I said, fantasy. You know, um, I was just fascinated with aeroplanes growing up. And, you know, my things that would I leave, man. It just never leave me, even when I'm a teen. I just love it. You know, but I also love music because I think them take a more walkman from me at school than anybody else I can think of. You know, because there's always music in my ears. There's always music in my ears. 
you know, but if somebody had said to me, yo, you're going to do music, I'd be like, shut up. That's not happening. Clean me, I go fly. Where you are talking? <laughs> so where was the aviation? Where did that jump into your mind? Was it something you seen on TV, a book, somebody told you about it? Why aviation in particular? Well, like I said, I, I was very fascinated with planes. You know what I mean? Always I say, yo, can imagine me up on top of the world. I mean, I see everything I grow. Like, I remember some of the things I remember cousins used to talk about. You know, we used to use cardboard box and build aeroplane and bag of something. It was just always about traveling. But what I find amazing is oh, the universe have an awesome sense of humor. Universe, all right, you might not fly the plane, but you will travel the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? so, so you got your wish. After all, you did get your wish. You wanted to fly the plane and travel the world. Okay, you didn't get to fly the plane, but you got to travel the world. So it's yeah. one of those things there. Yes, and still traveling. Still, there's a lot of places I haven't gone to yet that I definitely will, you know, hope to get there someday. But yes, I definitely get to, to, to do the traveling for sure. I mean, I, when I, when in my early stage of traveling, I always just want to be near the pilot and but they understand nothing about first class and all of that. So them say first class. They say, what is that? They must say it in there. They say, all right, that one. But they must say that ticket that works. You know? But um, I mean, I am I am I am very happy with every single day that I, um exists on this earth. So I don't regret anything. For me, everything is lesson. So Take it as it comes. We might learn it the first, second, third, fourth, half, fifth time, but eventually I will. You'll figure it out. Most definitely. Definitely. So you're in school now. Were you pursuing, when you were in school, your dreams or your aspirations? Okay, aviation. So when did music enter your life? Were you really, where it almost became more than aviation? Well, you know, it's after high school. After high school, I was like, all right, Craig, what you going to do now? Uh, all right. Well, see if we can put script some money together and do this aviation thing. But you know, with aviation again, need physic and all sort of thing. And physic was nowhere near my subject. But I always say, all right, one thing with me and what my mom's always say, we all know, we all, we all know already. You know, we just need to figure it out. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna figure it out, man. That has always been my thing. But in the community, I have some friends. You know, Raja. Um, Sean, Richie, you know, we, we say, like a farmer group, you know, just for fun. And end up farmer group, <laughs> you know, and a different type of love. Um, we have became a part of my life now. I said, no, but it's nice. Not taking it serious then, you know. So one night I went to look for my brother and it was him being a man and a couple more people there. And I, I think I, I think I reached there like after seven. And we just, we just, the man just did their talk. And little, 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 when we say, oh, what time? It was after three in the morning. And the man name is still at talk. But it was so entertaining. Me, I said, so the man name do this every day? One <laughs> <laughs> piece of the life, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know? And then we, that's when I started taking the liquor group of farm, serious now, you know? And I say, yo, I wonder if we can really do this music thing. You know, me know we can't do this music thing. All right, I'm going to try it. And that was it. That was when 
I really decided, say, all right, the music me I go do. I said, all right, leave high school now. What me I go do? What me I go do? Me I go mm-hmm. continue doing school. Or... I said, I have enough education, you know. I can't read all right. I can't answer all the sentences I need. So I tell myself, I said, I have the basic essential to get through life. And um, school is every day. I said this, you know. I said, school is every day. So I continue. I can't, I go to school. I might not go to the institute, but I go to school. I'm going to try out for this music thing. And then a friend of mine, she said, um, you know what? You know, I know about this audition. I think you would do good at. And I said, you can't audition. People are not call back people, man. She, I said, no, man, you don't have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. She convinced me that I went, you know, at the audition I met um, other people who are singing and everything. So I went to the group. I said, yo, we know about, hear about this audition. You know, I want to think, oh, try out for it. Try our fight and them asked me to come back and sing by myself and I did. And them said, We'll call you, but remember me not take it serious enough because I'm done. So then people are gonna call back people. I'm gonna do the audition and go home. In the night, I got a call from Kevin, Robert, and Leon. Robert and Leon was um former members of the group. So them say they're at the audition today and they're looking for a group. And them select me as well. So that's how I became a part of Ice Man. And that's when I really took music serious. At that point. Okay, so what was the name of your first group there? And what year did you guys form this group? Um, it was the name VOH, Voices of Harmony. <laughs> but it was so much fun though, I swear. And I, I, I never knew, I, I never knew my vocals at all. Because all this time, I was singing a falsetto and I discovered discover this. Discover this when, cause all right, backtrack a little bit before before um, taking music serious. After high school, I used to go by um, Oni's house, but me and Oni wasn't close. It was me and him brother, Terry, Fred. You know, go to ever play a game, Street Fighter, Martin. So that was my spot after school, before I go home sometime. Anyway, one day Oni hear me at home and him so. But you can't sing, man. May I say, yeah, man, I do a little thing, man. He said, but you're not singing. I hear real voice. I said, why that? The man said, like how you talk now? Singing of that voice. Could I? The <laughs> <laughs> man said, you need to practice that, man, because if it sounds so, singing your faucet, you should sound even much better singing in your talking voice. I said, all right. So every time I go to house to play a game now, I only talk music and then Till it reached the point, me, 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 the house, no, I just, me, I only like chat music and so that's how me, I only became friend. And this was, this was, this was while I was in high school. So after we start, we formed the group now and the people then who put the group together said they needed a bass singer. And I said, yo, I know a bass singer, I know, but I'm not really had the music, no, I'm focused on the business. So I said, but I'll introduce the idea to him and I did. Kevin House was used was was the house who would go and rehearse before O'Neill became a part of the group. And Macular Rice used to be with lunch. Every day we cook Macular Rice. Every single day. Macular Rice. That was the voicemail dish. You know what I said? Um the national dish for Jamaica, I can't salvage. Voicemail national dish was um Macular Rice. So every time, <laughs> every time, every time, every time you eat Macular Rice. Let's be right there. 
So anyway, um, one day we're at rehearsal and we say, yo, my friend, he's a bass singer, you know, but he really focused on his business, but I can call him. I call O'Neill and I say, yo, you know, so we have a group and we look at bass singer. O'Neill said, man, I'm not the time for that. I focus on my business. I said, no. But listen to our song. He said, all right. So, we, you know, we sing to him and right after we done him, say, yo, one of that. <laughs> we give him Kevin address, come over and in here with live, live, live. And he was like, all right, we give this a try. So when I tell, when I tell the people them who put the group together, which um, her name was Tessa Linton, never forget her. Um, I say, yo, we're finally a, a full sounding group now. And that was by Smail and that was the beginning of me saying, yo, this is my life music right there and what year because okay so there was five members five, originally five members in the group and yeah. what year would you say okay bob now we're here as voicemail what year was that uh well <laughs> the group formed in 1999 um the headquarters was mikey bennett studio done by grafton um we got introduced to mikey bennett uh through o'neill o'neill knew mikey and mikey being there Amazing soul that he is. It was like, hey, man, I can't come in, man. So that used to be the studio. And then we got introduced to the engineer that was there called Moose. The Moose became one of our producers. So we just did our rehearse, our rehearse, our rehearse, our rehearse. You know, just perfecting the craft. And all we had sing was just R&B, just singing, 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 singing. So that was in 1999. Um, 2000, 2000 now when we really say, yo, this, you know, this radio. Um, we got our, we got our opportunity to get our first work permit as a group. I think this was in 2001. And Squeeze, yo, Squeeze had a, Squeeze put on a show called Heat Wave. And, you know, and book us for it. This was our first show um in the states and this was a this was a huge deal for us guys cable and the planet babyish it was it was a it was a it was a big deal mm -hmm. and um that was the first time the group got visa and we sing for visa because we're not the embassy and they say yeah we're a group and them them time that them time that you know it's like it's like oh no you go one one them time that if you're if you're a group you go up as a group so when we said was that group and them said, sing something for it. We sing, man. Everybody stop and listen, man. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as you love me. Yeah, man, I was singing down the place, man. <laughs> Got our visa. First show in New York. Super excited. And yeah. Nobody couldn't tell me, said, nobody couldn't tell me, said, we're boss now. <laughs> were you guys, so when you, before you got to what, New York now, did you guys have any songs and were these original songs or there were more covers we're at singing, this time here? We were just singing covers. Um, when we came back, we, we did a song, we did a song called Party. At the time, Madanjo was um, one of them at art, he did art at the time, one of them artists that were around the place at the time. 
Father, forgive me. I don't complain, but sometimes this is... You remember Mad Andrew? Did of song course. Yeah, we did a song called Party. And like I say, when I do these things, you can't tell us. I wouldn't bus. Nowhere near bus. Mm-hmm. But but the, 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 the highlight of that time for us was hearing ourselves on the radio, which was, we're just doing jingles for Jerry D. And just to hear okay. Jerry D play the jingles, man. Oh my God. Again, you couldn't tell us I was no bus. Mm-hmm. But we never know in near bus. <laughs> <laughs> this is all these crazy stuff. So now, because remember, so this time, Harry Tadler was huge already as yeah, man, when I, you guys I, were I, 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 just I, trying to get your Tadla was Tadla Tadla was huge then, and um, I, I want to tell you one of the one of the the inspiration for me wanting to be a group was scared them. You know, my brother had you know huge success in a group. I I was like, yo, could I do it? Can do it too. I remember one time I said to Ellis, yo, me sing, you know, one day Tadla brother, which part are you gonna sing? <laughs> you know, and then I remember the first time I first the first time I started with. With them, you know, you know, Ellie was the one who introduced everything, my all right and everything. So again, that was that was more motivation for me, wanting to be a part of the music. You know, I remember that that one trip going to Costa Rica. It was in time that Sean Paul no bus yet. And personally for me, that that was the night I knew that Sean Paul was going to be huge. Because of okay. the, the impact. The impact that he the impact that he had on stage. I remember, you know, I scared them. This is a scared them show, and you know, he was a part of it. And the impact that Sean Paul had on stage, and all the people, the fans, them behave afterwards. You think that you know Sean was, the, you know, what he is today. <laughs> so <laughs> that was an awesome experience, and that just add to me wanting to be an artist. So move forward now, being in voicemail. That was everything for me. It was like no a part of the music. Definitely. And when did you connect? When did the group connect with um Arif Cooper? All right. So the first sad thing for voicemail was when both of our vocalists um leave the group. I wasn't the I was I wasn't the lead singer, I was just one of the singers. Leon was the lead singer. He's the one who is from England, you know, but embodied in England and comes, you know, live out here for a while. Anyway, you went back home. And Robert went to, you know, look for his family in the States and decided to stay. So it was just me, Kevin, and O'Neill. Now, O'Neill wanted to have two more. O'Neill wanted us to audition for two two more people for the group. And we were like, no, don't want to do that. Because all of the time on, on sweat and rehearsal or putting in, it's like we're going to start over again and maybe wait. And the trail, we can do it, man. This was the debate. And, you know, it was to argue for days. And I made a promise to them. I made a promise. I said, yo, just give, just give me a year. Give me a year. I'll be the lead singer. And if nothing happened within six months, then you can audition. That's what we said to O'Neill. And O'Neill said, all right, man, you know, I'll give this three months. We never even get the six. All right, cool. My task was, all right, <clears throat> I have three months <clears throat> to prove to O'Neill that me, man, Kevin can do this. And we even joke about it. I say, yo, more money for we. <laughs> you know? 
with I I I I got a I got a, a keyboard um from a friend of mine and I just started practicing cards, you know, right. and that, that's when I start to um doing doing harmonies. You know, that that's one of my favorite things where music is concerned. I was like, all right, man, I learned to do harmonies so we can arrange to the group. So I just practice cards for weeks, just to practice cards and sing and you know, till it becomes second nature for me. The first person who recorded us was Irish Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I never wanna, uh, I never really wanna let you go, but I guess that's just life, just who left to go. I never really out the door, but I guess that's how the story goes. I never know some people could be so cold. They think them a Hollywood. That was the first song. It's been a while. And after, after I've done mix it and everything, you know, man, only hear that, you know, I said, always sound on the end. I said, yeah, we're bad. That's so bad. <laughs> I remember we used to, we used to have five part harmonies. I mean, that mm-hmm. the sound, you know, even though, even though we'll still sing, um, a three part harmonies, like the first, third, half, fifth, and then the active down and the active up, the musical terms. So it would be so it sound full and nice. So only always I said the sound now got there. And we always I said, but we might just need to create our create the sound, maybe this sound boss way. So said, so done. So that was the first song we did. And then we link up with Tony Kelly. That was the first song we did as the three of us. Mm-hmm. Backtrack a little bit. When we was at Grafton Studio, we met Danny Champagne. Danny Champagne heard us. Love always sound. And decide say, all right, I'm going to do some music with you. Know? We're not going to be the first big R&B group from Jamaica. So we did a song. Okay, so you guys set out to be, it wasn't reggae you guys wanted to sing at first. It was an R&B group That's out right. of Jamaica's what the intention was. That's right. You know, but okay. then Mikey Bennett, <laughs> Mikey Bennett said something to us one day at the studio. And I carry this with me every day. <laughs> I think it was, I think it's something that we all needed to hear. Mikey said, listen to me, man. You're a guy, you guys are Jamaican. You need to start singing some reggae. Yeah. If you're not singing in there again, we're getting that young. Full stop. <laughs> you know? So anyway, we went ahead. I would start doing some work with Danny. We did a song called Remedy. We did a whole photo shoot. I tell him, say, real I'm be something, you know, I tell myself, say, I get this. You know what I mean? Danny Champagne, believe in our way. And of course, it never worked. We did our whole package with those CD, cover, and everything. It was, it was, it was, it was just amazing. You know? Um, so move back forward now, and Danny, you know, Danny did end up, you know, start traveling and doing other stuff. So it's, that's how we end up. When Leon and Robert leave now, me, Kevin, and Onye say, all right, well, we need to do this, you know. And it we, we, it, it was so crazy because Onye was like, yo, the sound of this, it now sound the same. And I say, yo, if it don't work, bro, just forget it. But I don't personally feel like we need anybody else. I just think the three of us can do it and the three of us should do it. So we did the song with Arif. We liked it so far. I'm still never convinced. And we link up with Tony Kelly. 
we link up with we link up you know we link up back with Tony Kelly I should say because when it was five of us we did link up with Tony Kelly through Danny Champagne and we did a song called My Own. Okay, you know, um, work it out. I mean, we can work it out even when the beach is blowing and the rain is pouring. You know what I mean? And the bio rhythm and that was that's it. Oh, the song name bio. So we link up back with with Tony now at Big Yard Studio. And we and him and, and Dele did a song called Say she wants it harder every day. You know, big up Dele Ranga. Yeah. For me personally, you have some real A and R in a dance hall when I get enough credit, you know. Dele being Dele Ranks being one of them, Goofy being one of them, Bone Tequila being one of them. There's so much great A and R's in dance hall who really know talent. Mm-hmm. So when we Dele did that song, and we do we, we do our next song on the rhythm name Bongs Hard. Can you a Bongs Hard? Mapillan shit, Miguel, for a code that we throw you, but you know? That's when A.E. was invented. Because we just seen at the studio, I go, A.E. and Tony recorded. Mm-hmm. We're like, Tony, ready now? I said, ready, man, sing. And I'm just put A.E. That was it. And Tony said, Every song that you're doing, make sure me hear that before. Mm. So the genius Tony Kelly is the one that, yeah, you said it randomly, yeah. but he was the one that solidified and said, listen, this yep. is your signature sound. That's we need right. to hear this every time you sing. Every time you hear sing, make sure you hear it. Hey, that was it. <laughs> so after we, mm-hmm. after we do that now, we said, Onion, always so. I said, all right, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. And it was just full hundred from then, man. Full hundred. Mm-hmm. Link up back with Danny now. Danny, Danny, back in a Jamaican, you know, we met back the link. So I was up by Danny house one day and him said, I'm going to put a student in the house. I'm say, all right, awesome. So, you know, now I'm going to go by a daytime and student set up. And one day, one day, him, 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 him have a, a book on the, on the studio. The computer stand, I'm going to take it up. I said, Danny, but I will write them poem. I said, I him write them. And it was away. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, man. So anyway, I put I put some melody around one of the poems and Danny was so impressed. He was like, you can do that? I said, yeah, music is, more, music is poetry. You know what I mean? It's just words, words with melody. That's what I said to him. And I said, I want more book <laughs> Let's <laughs> take out a case with beer book. And I say, I beer poems, them here, you know. And he got this brilliant idea. I said, Listen, you know what? I can do us again, make you guys do a song with Bogle. What do you think about that? And I said, Daddy, if I that's your vision, I that's your vision. So I said, No, man, I'm serious, man. I never took him serious, but he was very serious. And I said, All right, cool, may I run to the vibe. So, I said to him, I said, but Danny, we can't do a dance song with Bogle and he's not here, you know. The minor. But, but Danny got this idea from just me just putting melodies to a poem, you know. Anyway, so this, him, him, used to, him used to part of this dude named Tootal. So he said, Tootal, go down the roses and, and go for Bogle. Bogle come out of the yard, listen to him, man. Listen to me. 
you see that? You see that individual name, Gerald Levy, a.k.a. Vogel, a.k.a. Mr. Waki. Glad the day we meet that man, I swear to you. The man is just pure joy and fun, man. The man, the man just a talk and we just a laugh, 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 just a laugh. <laughs> Delic, then, then Delic, Delic come in at the picture now and I said, man, my book, I said some things, so I just draw the book and just write down some things what I'm saying. Just a write down. I wasn't really writing a song. Mm-hmm. Just a sketch on the, you know, the book, so to speak. And then they say, oh, we are going to the studio, you know. So Bogle said, we're not recording to him. He said, no, we are going to big yard. Remember, you know, I don't have a song. I just write down some stuff that Bogle said. After I get him the place to run them, could run it. You know, I cook them up. I'm just a talk. Go by a big yard. I say, all right. Oh, we are going to do this now. Then they get the rhythm bill. Christopher Burst did the rhythm. And... With the big yard you now, and let's go into the studio and the rhythm drop. I'm going to go, bust the place. Bust the place. Everybody will not just bust the place. Remember, that wasn't a dance, you know. But the energy in the studio was so high and the joy, and the, everybody was just happy. Bogley into the studio, you know, man. So we're happy like a lot. So I just said, bust the place. Everybody will not just bust the place. All right, some of them. So we start calling out some of the dance, and we're bogled, you know. Remember, this is my first time doing a dance, you know. But even as a, because you're, you came in as a singer. So then now you're almost DJing, singing in this song here now. And it was new for me. I taught me a talk, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we never have a hook. But because both guys, I said, jiggy, jiggy, jiggy. I just said, as it's a jiggy time again. Somewhere, somehow, the singing did half in the night. I said, that mean, you know. So when you, if you listen, when you listen about where the time, you can't hear, we just sound like some, we just sound like some little kids, yo. Bust the place. Everybody, you know, just bust the place. All right, summer box. Summer box. Walk with the box. What? What? So after the song done, and then Damien said, all right, Mr. Bogle can't go in at it. Bogle just go in there, go talk, and we just we, we just make the recording run. In talk, man. After I get them the place mm-hmm. to run, them could run it. This and that and Damian Ballas, man, and Nigel Ballas was the engineer at Big Yard at the time. And I tell you, when them done editing up, the things that were Bogle saying, EB come and mix that song, man. And Bogle and, and Danny say, all right, asylum. Pretty Boy Fly used to host a Sunday thing there, and every Sunday that was the that was the 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 song, the anthem song, and song run away. And this is a song that I never took serious, meaning I was just having fun. I mean, going out with so that. So you watched the place, because I never know that Danny was this serious, but he was so serious. So you, to you, this was just another one of the songs that you guys recorded. Okay, we'll just move on to something else. It was never. It wasn't that the, serious to you at no, this time. No, for me it was, yeah, all right, Danny, Danny have an idea where I got executed. And we did that. We just that we executed it so well. When we made it by Christopher Birch, Billy Rhythm, and Nigel was a part of the, the, that production as well. And then EB mixed the rhythm. Like, what? Earl Brown mix. 
fight for vice man. Like, if people know who Earl Brown is. Oof. Not knowing that guys are creating history right here, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And the song just blew up. When did, you, when did you guys knew that, okay, this song is really taken off now? Because you recorded for Arif. You, you did some stuff. It was okay, cool. But there wasn't no real flame behind it. You even recorded with Tony Kelly, Deli Rangsaw. Yeah. There wasn't no real flame. So how do you know this one here caught? And we're talking about Jiggy Time, Weddy Time. Yeah. When did you know? What well, smoke? well, got something. The songs then with, with Arif and, and Tony, this is when we start getting radio play now. So we're feeling good. I said, all right, we are, we are fully artists now. Nobody can tell you no. music I play, we have music, song for radio now, and all these things. Or I get a little school show, them and all of this. It was nice. But then when we turn on, every twist we turn, we keep you in ready, jiggy, jiggy, I said, but voila, this look like this, I got bust. So it was just over the moon. It was super elated, man. Mm-hmm. One day, I think we, I think it was the way the way they, I mean, I remember who said to me, say, oh, it's nice, you know, but no, I me, I want it one no, man. I took it personal. I took it very personal. Never, sh- never show it or anything, you know. When I said, I take it personal, I said, want it what? So I want me to, mm. want me to, um, um, say she want it. I mean, that me start calling out song. That me, I said to myself, I said, oh, so because it's not big like ready to, all right, watch me out. Back at Danny Champagne again. And then I done a song called, Ladies, if you're ready to party, show your hands, let me know. Just for that ear, you know, but everything that come to me, fifteen in the is coming. All right, let it come, let it come. I said, Danny, come listen to this. Mm-hmm. Danny, come listen to this. And I said, what, this song good, man. All right, I'm going to finish it. Everybody is powered up now, daily, daily. And I remember after, after we reached after, you know, the song, Delhi said, yo, me want to sing the chorus. And Daniel said, no, man, the chorus good as is, man. You know, just, just write, we could just write, write the recite. And so, all right. So all in my head, we just, I got finished, do the demo and then record it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Daniel said, this good. He said, what? Mm-hmm. But then he had the devil this himself. This good. Call back the magician again. He be coming and mix it. It gone. Not a one in one day anymore. <laughs> because, because okay, because I know the first song. Because this is now you guys did a video for the first one, Jiggy Time, Weddy Time. Was this when you guys had linked with J Will, or this wasn't J Will yet? You guys? No, know? this was. Um, where the time was Nadia Rose at the time, Nadia Rose was one of the art directors. Them. Mm-hmm. So, Remember, when it comes to directors, there was Nadia Rose, Ras Casa, mm-hmm. Jay Will, and I think there was one Stereo Belly was the next one too. Yeah, and there yeah. might have been one other person. Ra- Those were the people was, really running. Ras Casa was the elite director them time. I and mean, Ras Casa delete um um video song for you, man. Was it was a big deal, but J Will. Um I think a big guy with me, J Will. I think he may just come to Jamaica. You know, he make we know him used to work with, you know, with MTV and you know, him just show some stuff and 
Only you say, yeah, man, we're going to make him shoot ready to party. And we make Danny and Danny say, yeah, no problem. The first video that Jay will did with us was um, ready to party. Was ready to party. Okay, well, I'm going to keep that in mind before I sing there. Because yeah. with these two videos that you recorded, okay, the first one had in you, Delhi, and Bogo. Bogo yeah. was in this video and everything. All these dancers and stuff that you guys had in the video. Was Ding Dong in that first video too? Let me, let me give you the history with Ding now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, people always... People always said to me, say, yo, you know, me love the relationship with you and Ding Dong. Mm-hmm. Say Ding a, Ding a family, man. That, that's, that's, that's the bro, yo. Michelle, Mad Michelle introduced me to Ding Dong run by um, Art of Vision used to keep at event. I don't remember what happened. But that before, them set up all them set up now. And Michelle said, yo, you know, more introduced to a dancer, Craig. Body know him, mm-hmm. Ding Dong. Say, yeah, man. Being the people person that I am, I said to him, I said, yo, I'll go on my gym. I said, yo, you know, I should um, wait the time video. I'm going to tip a lay for far, you know. I said, yeah, man, I'm going to do them, man. Boom. Ding, ding, far out of the shoot. Him never there at the roses. Him never there, him never there at the day scene. Him come, him far out of the night. Where we there? Where we go? Where we, we go? We go. Matches lean and don't tip a lay. So them time, they pass up a side like fire. Crazy. The plaza right beside where um, Swash so used to set up Plaza, right? That's that's where we shoot it. And Craigie Jed, Craigie Jed and me used to play basketball. Craigie Jed used to be the top dancer in Jamaica. Yes. You know what I mean? Because in yes. them time they did have um for the club name of a sovereign. Um, ah oh gosh, that club there. Craigie Jed was one of the big dancers at the time. So me and Craigie Jed became friends at um, a meeting at YMCA basketball. Because, you know, full room basketball. So when me and him used to start playing ball out of Kansas Spring Road, and every day me used to run go to rehearsal. And I said, every day you run go to rehearsal. I said to him, I said, well, one day it took a pair. Craigie Jed and Ding Dong became our dancers. So everywhere we go, um, it was that was that was the thing because at the time, Voice Me was the only group that was doing that. You know what I mean? Because remember me, I said to you, you know, said, we are thinking about singing R&B. I mean, it, back them time, them man are singing and a dance. Somebody did believe in that. Till, till mm-hmm. Kevin, them used to laugh off at me when we say, yo, we need to put the package together. Because one of my nicknames in the group used to be Package. I said, every minute you have package, package. I said, yeah, dog, we have to sing and dance. And the universe mm-hmm. said, watch this. See that? Our first hit song, second hit song was a dance song. First, third, fifth. First, third, first, second, third, fourth, fifth. First five songs. As in, from, from the first one hit, second one hit, it was dance song. Yeah, so. And this fantasy was hot. Trust me, man. So, with the, with the, with the, with the ready to party you now, we said to Ding Dong, say, so this, this, so the relationship between and Ding, good now. You know? Say, yo, me have an idea, you know, bro. You know what? More I say something in you know, the intro. Them can't turn off nothing. Hmm. I must say, sure. I say, yeah, man. So thing was in the intro. You know what I mean? I've, I'm ready to party. So, where the time? 
That is when we got introduced to Ding bef- the, um, the day before we, we did the shoot. And it became a part of the group where, the, where as I said, Iman Krikajad used to be the dance. The dan- vice, used to be the dancer for Vice Me. Them used to be the dancer for Vice Me. Mm-hmm. That was it. So, <laughs> because again, with Ready to Party, this had another slew of dancers in it. I'm talking Ice. Yeah, no, Bogo wasn't in this one. No. His voice was in it, but he wasn't yeah. actually in the music video. No. In the video was you guys, Delhi Ranks, Ding Dong, I think Ice. Yep, and Ice was black there. Dancers were in there. Mm-hmm. Ice was in there, man. Uh, no, I w- <laughs> sometime, sometime when, when we look back to how everything created where the dance is concerned, it's, it's, it's a joy when we can't even put into words. Because we're having so much fun. And we were allowed to be creative, you know what I mean? Danny allowed us to be creative, you know, because with just me putting melodies around some words, he was very impressed. And he trust me to the point where, all right, no, 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 I do. I allow you guys to be creative. And I appreciate that. Even today with Frankie, one of the magic for me with Frankie, Frankie allowed me to be creative, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because... Sometimes as an as a producer as and as an artist, sometimes two we have two different vision, you know. It's amazing when when both parties have the same vision. Magic. We know that. But if for me personally, I love when producers produce. We love that. Tell me tell me if you sing. Yeah. You know, but I, I still want you to hear me though, because as much as you're producing me, I still might have. Suppose me do it this way, as I'm a creative, my, 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 my head constantly, like a wheel, always creating. So they appreciate, appreciate that. Um, another, another producer along my journey was Dan and Jam too. No, I used to be around Dan and then I never started to record for Dan. One day Jam too said to me, yo, link me down to the studio. I'm going to link him down at the studio. He must say, Yo, you know, say, what's my brother have? What's my brother have a song, an elephant, and would I love to sing some harmony? I'm going to say, Yeah, man, no problem. Well, then you too far, any me go. You know? So I did, I, did the, I did the harmonies for that. And mm-hmm. Ellie was so impressed. He was like, Yo, are you really doing me? say, Yeah. <laughs> so Ellie, you know, Ellie usually just call me and I say, yo, you have that song here, you know, waiting, creating, you know, we'll just sing some harmonies. So, mm-hmm. Jam 2 again. Jam 2, Jam 2 alone to be creative, man. Jam 2 records some amazing music. And he was really a fan of me singing. Cartel as well. I remember one day Cartel said to me, say, you have a hook him. You have a hook him, would I love me sing it? Jam 2 really set it up. No one, the boy, them man, them think I play thing. Them know me serious when them see them head decapitating me. Go with baiting me, get away, cabbies. You know, they walk it, but on them, but on them, but on So, I got, I got my opportunity now for, to record for Dan. And I'm going to say, yes, man, I record for Dan now. First song I record with Dan. It just ends. Then do as you feel like. Let's go. A part of that, part of that magic production was 
me and cool skate. Me and cool skate is like a really awesome time writing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know. Cool skate is writing a lot of hit songs in dance hall. You know, it's just that we who, as me, I say, sometimes, sometimes being humble is, and it's just, it's overrated. Because I don't, I, where I'm at right now, it's, it's okay to, to share, to share your glory, so to speak. For sure. You know, if you, if you do great, if you do great things in a, in a, in a earth, yeah, talk about it. Our friends are it's not boasting, it's just documenting it. That, that's how we have to put it. You know, so that's where I'm at right now. You know, I don't, I don't have a, I never have a problem sharing, but it's just that I'm not the one to say, yo, I, oh, yeah, talk about, yo, me do this, yo, ever yet. I don't mean that. That's not my personality, you know, but, you know, we, we have been a conversation now on the podcast and like you did say to me, um, yesterday, you know, it's okay to, you know, it's okay to talk about what you have done. So of that's course. why I'm, that's why, that's why we're here now. So I said to you when 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 the link with Dan no one we recorded that that song was doing extremely well, you know. And then the sad thing where where we lost the bogle, you know, bring another another dent in our heart. And we have said Jano star another hit in other culture. And thing thing came up with the idea because Waki used to Willie Bongs and dip. Fling him coat and dip. You get what I say? So him tell him him I think I don't I don't remember if it's cool face or Dan him call, but Ding had the idea to do a dance called Wacky Dip. But that we wanna do it. Because remember Ding Ding was vice was was vice me a dancer, so you know what him artists them do it. So when Dan them call about it. I was like, but Danny, I go, what the song you have to kill you and I have no one going good and stuff and cool things. And Dan really said it to me, say, no man, now I go kill it. If you ask me, you might just get, you might, you guys might just have two hit songs. And that is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll go by the studio and put it together. And that was just all magic. Uh, magic. And this this was now the first time that you guys really, uh, visuals now, this is the first time you guys really introduced two videos into one. This was the yeah. Just Dance and Wacky well, Dip was two That's right, two that's videos. right. Mm-hmm. And so this is back, where J-Will came in. Yeah, J-Will J came back in the picture here, you know. You know, and it, that, that we're not even, did have, not even have no budget, budget like that. Because what a lot of people don't understand, you know, you can't have hit songs in this business and not making a dollar, you know. We weren't making any money. We weren't making no money. You know, yeah, we do a little thing there, man, but we never make no money. So it was more promotional stuff that you guys were on. You guys were just trying to make the impact now after having the hits? No, well, we we, we had the ready time, ready to party, and now we're about to have this is where we start making money. Jankulu mm-hmm. is where we start making the money now. Mm-hmm. So everything that with all the hits came right to the forefront. Because that's how it is, you know. You might have three, four hits on now and not making any money. And the fifth hit song, just, all right. Never make no money now? All right, come now. <laughs> you get me? 
Yeah. But that 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 whole that whole video, that whole that whole journey, you know, start working with 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 Dan now is just add to everything else that we have done. I think this was the key ingredient because at the time Dan Dan was doing extremely well. You know, his 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 his, his production and everything was just on point. It was doing extremely well. So with G, G, when we link up back with Jay, we'll know we're just we're just bouncing ideas. Just bouncing ideas and I think we're joking and say, yo, we could go into the gully. And we say, yo, that could be a vibe, you know. And we did that and it was a vibe. It was it was it was very historic if you ask me. Cause mm-hmm. today, when we travel when we travel the world, Jankunu, not just Wakidi, but Jankunu. Jankunu, Jankunu took us to Japan for the first time. And everything else was just history. We became the first dancer group to go gold in Japan twice. Not one what time. Is- and with a company who sells movie, but the owner is all billionaire, just fall in love with our music. How it make him feel. This is what this this is what this Japanese said to us. He said, our music can feel so young. So the man created a music company just for us. Him just a test the road. And it worked. And what label was that there? Pony Cannon. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they're not into music anymore because they retire, give the company to him kids them, and them kids them just want to stay in the movies. <laughs> So, so the musical side, which is Pony Cannon, that was crap. It was mm-hmm. scrapped. You know, but the point what I'm making is we still create history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Jankunu, Jankunu came into play and then the video came into play on it. Oh my God. If you should watch voicemail videos from the wedding time to the ready to party to the, the wacky dip, just dance them come right up. You will see all of the greats them who is doing well now. Who not live here doing well, overseas doing well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we, and one of one of one of the joy for me is just knowing that we created a we created a part, a niche in other culture where people can always you can always go back and check it. The history is there. Mm-hmm. You get me? The history is there. You guys were part of the greatest dancing part of dance hall. When it comes yes. to you, uh, if 50 years passes from now, 100 years, and we're doing some research and looking like, okay, who are some of these people around when the wickedest dancing time? Yeah. We'll call it feel good music. Mm. Yeah. We're, 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 we're the fun factor. The voice, the voicemail, the ding, and all. We're, we're, we're the fun factors of dance hall. From from voicemail to Ding Dong to Lolly, you know, RDX, you know, teaching Elephant. Can't forget Elephant, guys. <laughs> elephant and, and, as as the daddy had the fun factors. But like I said, what was magic, what was magic for me is that I got a chance to sing. My dance song wasn't when you when you listen to a voicemail dance song, it's not just telling you what to do. It's music, it's melodies, it's you just have to sing. And if you don't want to sing, you just dance. If you don't want to dance, you just sing. But I always want to inject. When I see that, well, 
Uncle Mikey did say if we don't sing some reggae, we're going to get Well, we're definitely doing some reggae now. <laughs> you know? And you guys would do it, all of these hype songs and stuff. So even with um Danny Champagne, were you guys signed to that label or you guys were just doing work with well, it and just, then you guys move over? We were just, we were just working together. Mm-hmm. We're just working. You know, same thing with um, Tony Kelly and Dan Carleon. You know, we're just working, doing some good work. And who was who was your you guys' management in the early times here now? Um, funny enough, we have never had a manager. O'Neill was... Okay, so O'Neill, O'Neill Knock was business. O'Neill lo- love business. Love, 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 love it. Mm-hmm. You know, so... We will all sit down and we come up with business strategies and plan and what we want to do. And because voice mail is a business, that's the first thing. We, when we, when we, when we start making money, that is what that is what it was. Well, that's what it is. Should say. And you know, only was just breaking it down. We're all right. So this is a business. All right, voicemail pays me this. Voicemail pay you this. Voicemail pay you this. That's that's how we that's how we structured it. You get me? So Oni was the one who handled all the business. You know, we had Headline doing the bookings, you know, Solid doing the bookings. You know, it wasn't exclusive to not one booking agency, but we we have great relationship. Like I said to you, our key thing was building great relationship up to this day. So people who was just um, a small individual at a particular position to create a relationship with them because we think about tomorrow. So, all right, this person can't come run this. That happened a lot in this business. Won't, won't say weird, but a lot. So one of the things that sustained voicemail over the years is the great relationship that we have, you know, built and still building. So O'Neill was the one who angled the business where management is concerned. But we have a okay, so you guys, okay, so you guys didn't have like an outside management firm or team or anything no. outside no. of voicemail. No, we did everything. We, we, we put, we, like I said, we, we, we put the public, we said, all right, this is going to be for, for, for the publicist. You know, mm-hmm. everything was structured. Everything. We, we did that. Very but hands one, of the, one, of the, one, of, one of the magical things. Because you cannot do it alone. You see, a lot of people feel like, all right, as a as a group, some people would say, yo, you can't manage yourself. We all know we need help. We really can't manage ourselves, to be very honest. But what was what was very unique about voicemail was three of us. So when O'Neill have a business idea, it was the three of us. And we all had input in it. And we'll find the best ways. So, all right, we'll do this. And we say, all right, we're going to do this. We created, we created, created and structures accounts. So, all right, whenever we do show, twenty percent go into this account, and that will take care of PR, um, PR videos, traveling, all of that. As like I said to you, it's a business, so that's how we treated it. That's how we, that's how we, that's how we still structure stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact, the fact that O'Neill was so far in advance in his thinking to know that, okay. He loved business, but I guess he was doing other business before, but he just took that same thing and applied it to the music. Yeah, man, it's the same principle. But like my said to you before, him coming out of the group, if they're not focused on the business, his business mm-hmm. was buy and sell. So if you want a fridge, a washing machine, whatever, you place your order, 
him go buy it, ship it. That was his business. And it was it was ridiculously successful. So I really love music. So O'Neill had a chance to to do both, do music and business, the two things I, re- I really love. At the you same know? time. Yeah. <laughs> and I get, to, I, I get to do, I get to do the things that I love. I get to sing and I get to dance because I love to dance. So everybody gets their own satisfaction out of the group. You know what I mean? There's yes. a businessman, there's a singer, the writer, whatever Kevin is and bringing Kevin, to the table. Kevin, and doing Kevin, Kevin, Kevin was the one nowhere. Because Kevin was into modeling. Kevin is a cricketer. So mm-hmm. him get to do, him, well, him get to do two other things that we love, which is music. And get to put on the clothes and just model on the stage. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we are that talking about- to do what we love. True. Talking about on the stage, we're going to go jump back to move forward. I remember watching a video one time where you guys were at Stone Love's, I think it was Stone Love's 32nd anniversary. Mm-hmm. When you guys came out first and then you guys called out Bogle and Ding Dong and another dancer and came out on stage. Good job. Good job. Jiggy time on the time again. And we were so ex listen. <laughs> so excited. You know? mm. So excited. We're all on stage. The whole of it one time. Vice me, ding dong, crickets, bogle. Boys, it was there as well. It's mm. amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. So that and that that same joy is what we have today, day when we're on stage. Because you're representing not just for for Bogle, you know, represent for O'Neill. As long as you do music, we keep that joy and that fun factor blazing. So that's why we have this thing called Back to the Fun, BTTF. You know, not saying people still not have it, not saying that we're not having fun in dancehall, but what we represent, we are, the fun, we are part of the fun factors of dancehall. So we can only represent what we know. And don't get it twisted, you know. We sing some amazing reggae music. You get We're going to hold on. We're going to get there just <laughs> now. I have two more songs or even two more questions before we get to the reggae. Don't worry. We're going to get there. Because you said, okay, now you linked with Don and you're working with Don. Another stuff, another song you had put out with Don was Let's Dance and Bring Your Body Come. And that had visuals also, too. Yeah, man. That was, that was, that was, um, Jay Will again. Mm-hmm. So at this point now we we are done doing some work. So we did um, dancing fever, and we did um, high altitude. Everybody needs it. And when that rhythm dropped, when when Dan played that rhythm, I said, "No man, I will go for the girl." Then for that one, well, only said it. Yo, I read him yeah. I forgot the girl left. Yeah, man. That was, and the funny thing about it, that song was written on the plane to Japan. And one, and, and one of those, um, oh God, you know, little, little bag that way, you know, if they use, if you need to throw up or whatever. That's, I remember writing the chorus on that. Come shaping your body, come come shaping your body, come. I only have the punchline. And I remember when we reached out to him, I said, yo, tell me what I think about this. Someone tell him, someone tell him, someone tell him. That was, that was, that was just joking. We were just joking around with that. Someone tell him, someone tell him. And he said, you know, say, could I use that as the intro? I said, all right, well, we are a dancer. Mm-hmm. And was okay with it. 
we come back to Jamaica and recorded that. And I think that was our first, um, as we say in Jamaica, girl song whole video. And it was a big vibe. It was it was really a big vibe. And we tied it with um um uh, let's dance. Let's dance, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that was big there too. Yes, much. I I I think and I I know Jay will I know Jay will would agree. When Jay will work with Vice Neil, he get a chance to be creative in a way where most of the stuff them were dancing is concerned. I think it's we Jay will experiment with, and it worked. Mm-hmm. It definitely worked. We were sharing the idea with the whole um, male because because at the time we did have um, what we use again. It was like like an envelope. We did have some we did have some 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 chains, some voicemail chains that looked like an envelope, mm-hmm. and. We wanted to create our own YouTube. That's how the whole concept where the woman them online and you know. <laughs> that was the one where the police pulled over, pulled over the yeah, two man, man. And as soon as they turned yeah, it up, man. he started to dance. Yes, man. Jaywin man. <laughs> that was that, that was definitely a, a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. And this one here, this other one here is where you stepped out of. You were still linked with Dan, but then now you guys linked up with um, ZJ Chrome. But this is where another dancer came into the fold. This is Over Mars. When you guys did the song, okay. No Behavior. Mm-hmm. This is when we start. This is when we start collaborating now with Steve with the Genius, because mm-hmm. um, that song was produced by Chrome. Steve was the one who built the rhythm. Okay. Them time I know Steve at yeah man. Them time I know Steve at. Um, started doing some some music with Steven, you know. Um, I remember Bembe. Oh my God, so much, so much music, so yeah. much music. Steven is he never get a better name, the genius. Cause what he was doing at that time, at at that young age, what crazy? <laughs> it was really mind blowing. So. Right, that's when you know start working with Chrome. No, did um did not behavior. That was another hit. You know, shared the idea with Over Mars and him is one of him is one of the talent. Them where I was looking looking to see do more, but I guess life have its own um plans for him. You know, but yeah, that was another. What that was happened? another. Whatever happened to Overmars? Because one day I, he, it, me, he I just disappeared. One day. I think I, I don't know if I don't I don't I don't think he's living in in Jamaica though. I I don't I honestly don't know, you know. But mm-hmm. another super talented, yes man, super talented youth man, you know. But mm-hmm. like I said, like a life of them own, have a have a different have a different plan. Very much. I hope all is well and I hope he's doing good. For sure, because this time in you guys' career, you guys are shelling songs and visuals. And remember, this time here, visual to do music videos was not cheap at this time here. But like I said to you, we like I said, O'Neill, we put that we put we put we put a thing together where we were getting shows now, so we had the chance to save. Mm-hmm. So the the, the 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 voicemail account had enough funds to execute whatever plans we have. So if we say, All right, we have a shoot this. Because when we when we did when we did 
I'm getting crazy, crazy. I will say, yo, I have a video of this. I have a video of this, you know? I go to Jerry and Jerry said, I said, Janus, and he said, all right, I got, I got, I got, I got put two songs. So that's how we end up. Get on the dance floor. We'll add that to the video. But Jay will had the idea of, you know, this whole, uh, mimicking the whole Scarface cover vibe. I'm like, yo. The black man. and white, where half of the half of the screen was black, the other half yeah, was yeah, white. Man. But the and you guys had on, O'Neill had on, I think he had on white on the black, and you guys had on black on white. Something yeah, um, in that. I was, in, I was in a full white suit. O'Neill was in a full black suit. It, mm-hmm. it was it was it was awesome. It was really really good, you know. Because like like I said, and at this time, doing all these creative things where video is concerned, it wasn't a big deal in dancehall. So mm-hmm. what we was bringing to the table was the visuals, the visual, mm-hmm. and 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 the songs. Then with with substance, it was it it, it worked. <laughs> it worked crazy. There was a name that we you're right. There was a name we brought up earlier, Arif, Arif Cooper. This now is to me, this is when I heard you guys go into your reggae style here now. And I mean, mm-hmm. this was on the Guardian Angel, the best days of my life here with Arif Cooper. How did you guys circle back now to now connect back with Arif after you've done linked with Jam 2, Don, um, Champagne, all of these stuff here, but the circle back, how did that happen? Well, First of all, reggae is my R&B, you know, mm-hmm. um, growing up, reggae and dance, I never used to play on the radio as much. I used to have a thing called Souls. So all I used to hear is Souls. So I was influenced by R&B and gospel. It was just that me used to hear. Um, I guess the listening to all of that music, it created this my sound without me even knowing. Um, all we end up doing the the being a part of the Guardian Angel, I was by Grafton. Nikki B. Nikki B is also on the project. Nicholas' song was just so bad. Mm-hmm. And the song bad, and the rhythm bad, and the rhythm are mad. I said, Nicholas, I hope I read him this. Mm-hmm. And he said, Arif, I said, why? Why have Arif even locked this rhythm after sing on it? Them time, I mean, love, yeah, man. We just in love. Mm-hmm. Me was in love. First, I was talking to at the time. We did us in love. I mean, in love. I'm a sad. I'm a, me, me, I like to write about how we feel or when we see our walk on. I stay present, so to speak. Then. That's how I write my music. Mm-hmm. I, write, I write what I know. I'm not really fabricate. Mm-hmm. I call Arif. I mean, I say, Arif, boy, I'm in a new flurry in my life, but oh, listen, I want to be a part of this. I said, no, man, it's not closed yet. <laughs> so I said, all right, but can I get the rhythm from Nicholas? He said, yes. Got the rhythm from Nicholas, and I went back to Big Yard, right under the almond tree, when there was an almond tree. And I just I think about how I feel. Mm. Just I think about how I feel, and then I just start writing. So, Baby, you do I begin. Yeah, what a beautiful mood I'm in, I'm in. See, loving you has really been one of the most beautiful things 
And these are things where we when we do. So we never we never take me no time with us alright, with us alright, with us alright. My car kept me up and you know, I said, dog, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna say, yo, I can link Irish, you know. <laughs> link Irish is same night, never finished it yet. And Irish was like, wow. Finish it, play the rhythm, I was just finishing. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Irish said to me, no, nah, man. I'm not going to understand what I want to create today. This magic. Hmm. I will get the next rhythm from him two days after because I remember writing Grow Old. We, we writing Grow Old while um, Garden Angel never come out yet. Anyway, right this time, I think it was the ballers. I think when the ballers them did the hangout, I tried to remember which part we did there. We just have a conversation and the concept came to mind and right, grow old. You know, but Guardian Angel. <laughs> was it love? <laughs> you could you could hear that song doesn't it doesn't sound like a song. It sounds almost like you're speaking to somebody, you understand? Like you wrote a and letter that, to your girlfriend that's like, that's or whatever it is. That's exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it's still, it's still, still, still one of one of the many songs that we have written that you know I'm very proud of. Really, really love that song. Really, really love that song. No, and like I said, song, reggae, 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 reggae was reggae was my R&B. You know, when I get a chance to record for Christopher Birch, and we did um um what's the name of it? Forget. Crybaby, on the crybaby, call you just to say you want some. Couldn't hear a word cause the phone's waking up. And in the back of your berry summer track, told I could leave it up. <laughs> you listen to me. Colin Nines always said to me, Vice Mail, I am not stopping. You guys need to do a regular concert. But truth, truth be told, we always want to do a regular album. We haven't done it, and we definitely, we definitely going to do it. You know, we've been, we've been, we've kept been talking about it for a couple of years. Well, no, we just want to do it right. I don't want, you know, don't want it to be all right. We just want to do it right, just like when we do any project, we want to do it right. You get it always comes down to timing. Yeah, man. So that that that. That moment for us was just everything. People realize now, say, all right, vice may not just dance, they also sing. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was a good feeling, still a great feeling. Definitely, because even who was on the rhythm? Enough, Elaine, TOK, all of them were on the rhythm at that, the Guardian Angel, that rhythm there. Because Tom, this is Tom, when. Tom, Tom, Wayne Marshall, that, mm. that was a hit project. And that is mm. what that I person, for me personally, as an artist who have been doing this for a little while. I really miss that in our music and I understand evolution is a must. Evolution is necessary. I don't believe in bring back this, bring back that. I believe in fusing because I know that in order to move forward, you have to go back. I know that. That's just my personal opinion. So mm-hmm. 
just like how when I come in, come into the music industry, I, I, I go back in order to move forward. I, I take from this and create this, give me ideas. All right. I'd like to create a vibe like this. Third Earl is my favorite band. Okay. And I, I always want to write a song like, now that we found love, what are we gonna do? You know what I did? I was going to, I was on my way to see Conroy that day and that song was playing. And I was like, yo, we need to write a song like this. That's how me staying on Muslim. We have a thing named, yo, but wish we didn't even write a line in that song. Yeah. Some, some real classic one we listen to more time. When we listen to some Dennis Brown, I said, oh, I could write a line in that song, yeah, man. Some Berries, some Gregory, some Wayne. Listen to me, man. Some of I say, yo, I write a song like this. Mm -hmm. I just say, yo, you know me, I go, I go bob around that. And I came up with a song called Dance Nights Away. And I was just doing it for fun. For fun. Yeah. Because I want to create a song like one of my favorite third world songs. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I, when, when, I, when I brought that idea to Conrad, and Conrad, I said, Doug, how you made this? And I said, yo, you have to ask third world that at them. But did I listen? Hmm. And then, and then, and then I remember having a conversation, like we just in our debate and people are talking about where we work and where not work. And I said, yo, listen, one thing me learning on you know, music and music, you know, good music is good music. It don't matter which part of the corner of the earth you come from. I see voice mail in Japan. Um, I listen to some, some Japanese artists are saying reggae. I don't understand one thing that they're saying, but it sounds so good. And it's vice versa with us. When you when you in front of thousands of people who don't speak English, who is singing your song, which is English, that's beyond that's beyond what you can comprehend. So that only tell you say music is the ultimate language. It don't matter, music or music. That is what men did I say. Say music or music. And they must say, Oh well, we don't know Jamaica will take this. We say, honestly, bro, we're not doing this for Jamaica. We're doing mm -hmm. music. If Jamaica so happened to like it, that's awesome. Because I'm a Jamaican, I have some belief. Mm -hmm. That song, Dance Night Away, Vice Mill tour Paris for one month. I got some place in France. Me not even me not even know exists. Cooler than ice itself. Mm -hmm. The same song where them say would work in Jamaica. So we just say that for say, just do music. Do it. If you love it, do it. It's in your heart, it's in your mind, it's in your soul. Just put it out and see where it goes. This world is a big world, you know, boss. Do it. And what a lot of people don't know, music is about territory. What hot in a Jamaica don't mean it hot anywhere else. And what, what, what you think all in a Jamaica just reach some other places. So you have to just do music. That is what we believe. That's voicemail motto. Yo, just have fun. Just have fun. Putting up music. Mm. Make it fun. So even this time, you guys are doing enough stuff, visual hit songs, all of these stuff here, linking with the hottest producers. Was there any time where they started to compare you guys to like a TOK, or ARP, or any of those of groups? Or? In everything, there's in everything. It's in in everything. It's up here, you know. So if there's two groups, they are going to compare them. It's you cannot escape it. Not knowing that TOK is one of the group them that we look up to. When we are coming to this thing, you know what I mean? Our mindset was just different. You know what I mean? We, 
we set we set rules for ourselves. You know what I mean? When we say woman not to come between what we're doing, money not to come between what we're doing, and we have to respect each other. Those are our three mottos. And we stick to it up to this day. Even if Kevin have a prob- has a problem with me, he's going to wait till the right time to say it. And if I have a problem with him, I get the right time to say it. I respect each other. You know what I mean? It's more than just music. It's a family. It's a it's a family we created in our members. We give all our life to this, you know. So when when we when when we came up with the idea to we have a thing called the evolution of voicemail. No. This is another thing that I I have never talked about. I turned on three deals because they just wanted to sign me. When I sell the idea to to them about, all right, you are very interested in me, all right, I'll be with me up, up front, but make my group be a part of it. Mm-hmm. They didn't want that. Long and short of it, I, I stay loyal because I wanted to be a part of a group and I became a part of a group and create history. Mm-hmm. It's not ego for me. Like I said to you, we have three rules. It wasn't about all right, we can't make the millions over this and we're gone. No. We created a legacy. And we want to maintain that legacy. So, ever so often, entertainers um, evolve. So, whether them, like, oh, Puffy would have said, one minute in my PZ to go, next minute in my Puffy, and next minute in his Puff, daddy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. instead of me, Gongo, Say, all right, yo, don't advise me. And we say, all right, Kevin, here we go. I got strengthened with individual brand. So you can have Craig Voice me, like Kevin, but with Kevin B, which is Kevin Voice me. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We approached it different. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But if it was, it, if it was about all right, no, we can't get them. We can't get the millions, man. If I go do it myself, mm. me personally, that wasn't my. That's that's not my aim. Because what we have created, as um Pablo Pablo said, can't rub out, <laughs> can't rub out. Mm-hmm. So here we are in the stage where. It is the evolution of voicemail and we're back to the front because we're a voicemail. This is Craig voicemail and you have Kevin voicemail, which is Kevin B. Yeah? So we have always maintained the respect for what we have created. Because we love and respect it. And sad to say a lot of artists might not love and respect the music to the point where they would do or sacrifice what they need to make and ensure say, all right, we maintain this. Because, like I said, what we do not, it can't rub out, it's there. Mm-hmm. You can't erase it from history. I can't try, but it won't happen. <laughs> I think, I think the smartest thing you guys did was lay down ground rules from the jump. Say, no money, no woman, and respect. It, none it of this works. stuff is going to come again. Because I think a lot of groups they just went along with the flow. And then when they went into uncharted waters and things started to get rocky, they didn't know how to handle it because they didn't lay any 
ground rules say, listen, this is what we're going to do right here. And then when they got into the situation, everything just went left. Because don't get me wrong, you know, we all know that people grow apart, you know, and, we, and sure. yes, me and Kevin older now, so we might want different things. But one thing remain though, we want to be successful at what we're doing. You get me? So we understand that people grow apart. Some people can hold it, some people can't. Some people say, oh, my vision different from your, and I'm going to think it can't coexist. So here, I'm going to go my way, I'm going to go. The good thing is, we have not, we have not reached that mark. You know, and if God forbid it get there, we'll find somewhere to figure it out. But we're not doing this just for ourselves. This is for the fans and this is for the people them who we make promise to. We're gonna have to worry about that man. We have a good. You know, we love it that much. We still we're still here doing what we're supposed to do. We're still here doing we're still here being consistent. <clears throat> Why not have a monster song right now? <clears throat> but we're a monster artist. And some people say it's not about what you did yesterday, it's what you did today. Well, we're still working today. I will never forget yesterday because without yesterday we wouldn't have today. 100%. So they are going to do the things. They are going to do the things same way. Crazy. Right now, voicemail on top of the world. They have all the dancing songs. They have all the, the reggae songs. So then now you guys are not just a one or two hit wonder. And now you guys mm -hmm. don't only just sing dancing songs. You guys are now a bona fide singing group. But this is where, okay, even earlier in your career, I think the first strategy that hit you guys would have been with Mr. Bogle. Because yeah. he was with you it guys was. and he was the first one. Yeah. It was. It definitely was. And like I said, that was, I was heavy. You know, mm -hmm. that was really, really heavy because we're all at Weddy Weddy that night. You know, and it's just that because we're on the day, on the road for the whole day promoting, we decided to say, oh, I put up, you know, cars, we would be on the road as well. You know, we just say, oh, I put up, you know, so we're going. So we did have a party before, and then we, you know, followed our okay. wedding, and we never done, we never done for the night. But why after being at wedding for I say, yo, tell you, know. So we all went in. So that was the first, that was the first blow for boys meal in terms of, you know, one of the low point. Mm -hmm. Right there, and then this, this was the real. This is really where this. Def I wouldn't say define the group, but there was. Before and after. This was the real definitive mark right here. May 2010. Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you remember about that evening or that night there? <laughs> Boy, that coming like lights. I mean, for the past, what, three years, I've been sharing my story. You know, I did an album last year, and one of the lead singers from it was a song called Damage. Mm -hmm. I've, I've managed to survive um, being damaged for all these years, pretty much from 1992 when I lost my brother. Never know that I was really suffering from depression and all of that. So sometimes when I was just not in the mood to do anything, I just want to be alone or I talk or not knowing that was depression. COVID came in 2020 and that kind of allowed me to face my demons. 
you know, one of those, one of those demons is I'm not over get losing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my trauma was I used to just wake up in just a bar, just sweating and just crying, just, you know, and just can't stop. I never know what it was until I really, you know, just look through everything and say, sure, I really not over losing O'Neill and this is what. 10 years now. That, this was in 2020, I was saying that to myself. Mm-hmm. I said, boy, I have to just face it, you know, and I think the first stage of, the first part of healing is accepting. I accepted it. I was like, yo, well, I'm not okay. Um, I need to be okay. Music has been my therapy, and I think music is the reason why I've survived all the trauma that I've been through in my life. So that, that may, may, <laughs> You know what is you know what is funny? May used to be the worst month for me after losing O'Neill. And my son born this year, May <laughs> the second. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, so the universe have an awesome sense of humor. Definitely does. That was that was a happy time for me personally. Um I was on the phone with O'Neill when everything was taking place. So it was heavy, 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 heavy on me. Uh like I said, as I recently started sharing my story. And I said on the phone with me, he was supposed to come and pick me up to meet up with Kevin at Wet Sundays. As you know, we're out of promo. And funny enough, usually, because we'd have um usually it would be by him daughter and him leave from there and go on the road. But for whatever reason, him was at his daughter and then him leave there and go home, say, Oh, I'm go home, go relax a little bit. So I said, all right. He said, all right, me pick you up when me leave. I said, cool. So when me look at the time, I said, but only the same I picked me up like 20 minutes past and I'm not going to hear from him, which him saying that I can link me. I said, I call him. So I said, yo, are you me just a call, you know? And that's what you did. I'm just a leave the house. I'm forward now. And right after that, tragedy struck. Struck where, you know, me hear him ball out, Craig, 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 Craig. And then after me, bam, bam, the phone just chip out. So me, he's like, but black hole, but me not black hole. Come here, I said, no, man, this is not real. This is not real. I'm going to hear with me here. Mm-hmm. So I try to call him back a few times and the phone just not ring. So I call Kevin same time and I say, yo, where are they for? Link me. Look like them are up on you. And then when we go around there, we see them See the police, them put him on the jeep and flash go up public and say, yo, me, me, I said, me, I go forward and we just flash go with him and police say, what on half is still? So Kevin stay at the house and stay by. Flash go to the hospital and we just post in the room and I said, dog, fight, dog, fight. Talk to them, tell me something, I can't stay in there, of course. So, that still never real to me in terms of when all of that I go on, I say, yo, this not real, this not real, this not real, this not real. Everybody, everybody start here while I go on now and you know the rest of the story. <laughs> but for me personally, that was the second hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. Second I've ever been through. And it hit, it hit different because this is somebody who I converse with every single day for 
years. Years, 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 years. So it is very surreal to me personally. Very, very surreal. I was still work through it after 13 years, still working through it. Um, much better. I don't have the spells like that anymore where I just wake up weird time and just break down. When I, when I, I don't have this, that spell anymore. I think that is one of the big parts for sure. I said, you know, a, a lot of improvement has been in place. I'm accepting you know, that you're damaged. You're damaged. That's how I end up writing the song Damage. And it was my first single for, for my, my debut album, solo album last year, which was entitled Listen to Me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you see, where I think it really hit you even harder than, okay, I had a brethren. He was part of the group and he died or he was killed or something was the fact that you were on the phone boss. And I heard all of this. It's almost gives you the world's biggest. I can't do anything about this. And I'm hearing this right now, bro. I think that might, might've been one of the biggest problems with this whole situation, you know? Yeah, I did. Um, I did, um, Simon, Simon, have a, a show here in Jamaica called Sim Soul Session, and I did that. I think that's where a lot of people really know what you know what I was going through. Because most of the time, people don't really understand say, us as entertainers. You know, we go through it. You know, a lot of us out here, a lot of us out here suffer have mental issues. You know, and we just find ways out for cope. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of us as entertainers, I'm sure, and some some people feel invisible, but we're not. <laughs> With that, because because your job is to come out and smile and make everybody else happy and dance and all this, but who turns wrong and make me smile and make me happy? You understand? Thank God for my kids, bro. Cause I swear that 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 changed everything. That changed everything, you know. But like I said, I am I am very I am very proud of myself. I have to say that because when I realize. When I realize and face that, bro, you are damaged, I'm start, I start think about some things. I remember some things. I'm like, damn, I really never get over this. Mm -hmm. I really never get over it. And then when I start addressing, you no know, and music has always been my therapy. Still, you know, I love to sing and dance and keep a smile on my face because I keep me moving, I keep me going. So music has always been my therapy, and I love that. And I learned over the years that, damn, if I never have music, what would happen? <laughs> you know, what would happen? If I never have the chance to sing and dance and stay happy within my soul, what would have happened? You know, so I don't take anything for granted, man. And like I said, I can, I can say this to everybody who is having some mental issue because it is a big thing. You know, I did a whole bunch of interviews on it when I was promoting um, a single damage. And what I can tell you is talk about it. Trust me, talk about it. I never used to. And I learned that most important thing is finding a safe space that they can talk. Not just, oh, we have a talk about it. No. Have to be a safe space where you're not judged. People listen to you. 
I hear you because people, you will tell people things and them not hear you. Mm-mm. You see me? And people say, artists all the time, I feel like, yo, them all right, man, them man, they have money. What? Mm. Money irrelevant when it comes out to your mental. Sometimes it just, sometimes money amplifies a problem because you might self-medicate or people are still bugging you because of money or how am I going to carry on with my job? Money amplifies a problem at times. And a lot of people that don't have money. money, Put a bandit on it, Papa. Don't get me wrong, you know, I appreciate and I, I'm grateful for everything that I am blessed with. I'm very, very grateful and I can't even say it enough. But the reality of it is, we're still humans, bro. A human being, man. Mm-hmm. But everybody feel, everybody feel like an artist is different from nobody. That's why I always try to remain being myself, you know. I don't make me being a superstar mm-hmm. stop me from being me because then I am in trouble. I am in trouble. I don't want to live in my God complex. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose yourself. You don't, don't want to lose yourself in no. the character that the world sees. Me want to be able to still can go in the, in the store them. You know, the supermarket, comfortable, get my things, and I'm going to my kitchen, because my kitchen is another place where it's a safe space. I mean, I love to cook and I love to bake. Mm-hmm. So, I'm comfortable going to the supermarket, and I love going to the supermarket. Just, I can't explain it, just because I pick up and I want it's an amazing feeling. So, all of these little things is therapy for me. I am in a much better place now, most of I can tell you that. Versus, I mean, they are here, two, three, and Years ago, for me, the right now, me a glow, Papa. Hmm. And like I said, we 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 always stay consistent outside of the world, even if people not surprise me in like Jamaica. We working, mm-hmm. touring, doing a lot of stuff there. You know what I mean? With the um, after the whole tragedy with O'Neill took place, how long did it take for you and Kevin to really? pick up the pieces and move forward with this whole voicemail as a group now? Uh, well, like I said to you, we always, we always, always set goals for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And as long as we are, as long as we exist doing music, it's dedicated to preserving the life of O'Neill. So we pick up the pieces right after, you know, you know, you know, that year, that year was so hard because, you know, we did some face, it was intense, it was emotional, and then we leave the tour right after, it was intense, it was emotional, and we, we, we continued the journey. We continued the journey, you know what I mean? The journey continued. We know how O'Neill is, and we know what he would have wanted. And he would have cussed me if we say, yo, I want to know. And let go there and get it, because O'Neill was a street man. Everybody will know. No vice mail, no said, just look for the Afro man and come through the crowd. That's it. You know what I mean? When me and Kevin were there in Onila Road, I ensure the vice mail music is being played. So you can understand why we're missing beyond not just going on the road to play the music, but just just we just look up on the phone and I wake up and I say, yo, what we I do today? And where we plan this, that, where we I do, yo, this young, we have this idea, yo, two life, two life. I'm more time, I just say, yo, I go to Florida, I go cool out. Not more music. 
and just go over the family and we just chill. Over him aunt or we go to New York, over mom and we just chill. Just take a vice meal time. Or just, we do, sometimes we just take a week. Mm-hmm. Re energize, re strategize, and just come back again. Because, like I said, vice meal is a business. Mm-hmm. And if, if entertainers out there are not treating their brand like a business, then good luck. <laughs> good 100%. Luck. Because even at this time, this was one of the first times that I really seen the, the industry come together where you seen like it was a lot of at the um the vigil you've seen like mr vegas stacious i think elaine um at the funeral you seen t-o-k you seen so many artists just came together because there wasn't i can't think of before o'neill the last time something that had happened to an artist where now everybody had to come together and faces together and embrace each other through this hard time you know what, Guamoso, for me personally, that's when I really know how big voicemail is. Because it wasn't just local. It was vigil from Africa, Australia, um, Germany, Finland, Belgium. There's cities and countries where we're, we're just sending their love and comfort to us. And we always said the, the, the brand is bigger than us. We always used to say that, but it's sad, it's sad that we have to lose only if we really, really see what we were always saying. Uh, see, see what we know. Mm-hmm. Because I tell you, I promise you, man, this industry supported us and still supports us. You know what I mean? Because everybody was like, what? Them you tell us the music to keep you happy and like, what? Mm-hmm. It was a shock. And just talking about it now, it is just like it's 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 very surreal. Plans them where we did have the him the, the impact where we did have. I mean, we created created some awesome impact, but the, that impact that where we did plan for man. Mm-hmm. But we still have to do it. Still have to do it. That's why me and Kevin there here. I keep the journey going on. But back to the fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like I can like I said, most only we don't want us to not do what we're doing and continue doing what we're doing. I know we might be disappointed with some of the things that we have done. <laughs> At the same time, I'm, not, I'm sure he's proud. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because I know, because it 2010, 2010 was when all of this happened. And about four years, I think 2014, you had put out your um, mixtape. My Evolution, M.E. Yeah, yeah, I did that EP. I did, that's the first EP I did with Frankie Music. First project, like, full-on project I did with Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we were talking about the evolution of voicemail. You know? Mm-hmm. Again, do some stuff that I, that I love. And Kevin was going to do some stuff that he loved. So that was the first project, My Evolution, which was extremely well. And the first single from that was a cover called, called Wave. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, man, magic. <laughs> yeah. magic. Because with, with that project there now, it was more like all of the songs almost were like a reggae, old school type of feel, except for one song, which was like a straight R&B type of song. Yeah. It had two versions of that song on it. And this was now where you went, Totally outside of your box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Outside the box. Well, that's another side of me where a lot of, lot of people don't know yet. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh man. My, my friend my friends there, man, I have a lot of fans who always ask for that side. The day I did that song with the Marker Car show it, everybody was like, Wow, come on, what? Yes. When, when are we getting some more of this? Mm-hmm. You know? And the crazy thing is, um, me and Mark have a song on my album called um, Enjoy Yourself. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember a fan commented on one of my, my story and said, oh my God, we've been waiting years for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song? When you get a chance, you can check out the project and you will see what I mean. But of course, okay. I you finish saying what you're saying, and I will tell you about that project. Couldn't my you? my my evolution, as in the acronym was me. That's mm-hmm. that that was me. I I write and recorded some songs that that's another side of me that a lot of people didn't know. So mm-hmm. that was the concept behind me. So when you hear this type of reggae, you hear that type of reggae, and then you hear like arm. These are all influenced. Only thing was missing was the dancing, which you don't know already. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to do so something. Because listen to me now, this is now was like almost like a flip of your first project that you'd put out where it was mostly reggae, one R&B. This now, listen to me, was basically all R&B with one reggae song, like a total flip. Yeah. This was oh man. Listen to me. This this project first I'm big up A style. A style mm-hmm. alive. Alive and well, my bro. This dude believing in, in an idea that I shared, a concept. And he was like, bro, this sound good. Send me the music. Let me hear what's up. And I sent him shoes. I st- I think I sent him four songs. And after listening to two, it's like, ready, let's do this. You know, and it allow me to be creative. Let me just link up with some of my producers, you know, Bad Twin, Frankie Music, A-Style, and, you know, Cologne. And just, I tell them, say, yo, I can do some music, come on, and listen to me. And that's how I came up with the, 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 the name of the album. Listen to me. I want you to listen to me. I, hear, I know you always hear me singing and dancing and all that, but I want you to listen to me. Because this album was, was special to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why my first single was Damage. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm introducing the more vulnerable side of me. Where a lot of people don't know. Because I'm older now, so I have way more knowledge. I mean, I have way more understanding of myself and how to operate. You know, just, just in an early and old. So I wanted to share this side of me, the more vulnerable side. So if you, when you listen to the music, you'll you, you understand. And if I get a chance to sing some songs that I really want, because this album, I, have, I had over 30 songs, and this is what we picked down to. So there's so much music that the world don't hear yet that they will hear. Even if I'm not me singing, even if I get it right, even if it's other artists end up singing it, but they are going to hear it. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. <laughs> that album, it, again, it just shows the versatility because you got, you always, to me personally, I thought the group was from Uptown, 
just from how you guys looked and moved at that point there, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, Royce Miller's from Uptown. And then when I did the research and looked around and stuff, no, man, these men are from Kingston. But it was yeah, just man, how you get the how use, to fuse everything. <laughs> yes. But you know how to fuse everything, your look, the way you're singing, the vibe, everything about voicemail had that real polished, almost international feel to it for some ghetto youth. Yes. As like I said, I always, I have a thing where I always tell people, I say, oh, the only thing Jamaican bow me is that, is that something that I'm a born here. But my mental is, my mindset is international. International don't necessarily mean um, overseas. It's just mm-hmm. for me, this my definition of thinking big. Because I'm saying, if you, if you keep if you keep a plant in a small pot, it won't, you won't really know how big it can get until you take it out and plant it in a mm-hmm. bigger space. So our mindset is always international, which is which its definition of a bigger space. Jamaica for me is where we create. This is the magic. This is the soil. This is necessary. Without Jamaica, we are nothing. That's my, that's just my view and opinion. We can go anywhere we want. But to see this beautiful soil that is blessed, Jamaica, you see once you dip, dip on the soil, yeah, man, a magic, man. Magic. On the ground. Yeah, man. So international for me is not singing international song over. No, it's thinking big, thinking outside of this, of this small box. Because a lot of us is, it's just the truth. We, we, we just always, I think, small-minded, man. We don't think we're going to feel like this can't or that can't because we make other people's opinion and perception of us. Mm-hmm. Um, this discourage you from even trying it. You see me? The, all these projects that I'm doing, you know, I wouldn't say I'm trying. I'm just sharing me with the world because the world big. A song might not hit today, but it can hit tomorrow. So if you don't you do it, five years from now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, you don't know. You understand. Craig, I knew going into this conversation, doing the research, looking at stuff you spoke about, even the same um, Simone Soul session that you brought up, I watched it. Because again, I wanted to get a real insight of who Craig with a Q was. All right. Mm-hmm. And I seen it. And the way how you brought the story, same way. And you're just very open and honest with it, boss. The world is going to really get to see a different version of Craig through the fun times and the hard times after seeing this. You understand? Love, love that. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. hundred percent, boss. I knew the funny thing with it. I forgot which interview I did. I did an interview. We put it out on Instagram. I've been following you for years now. And then when I seen you put it out, you liked it. And then you followed me. I said, now is the time to talk to Craig. Right now. I didn't waste no time. I said, listen, I want to talk to Craig right now. And you made it happen with no problem. I got two more questions for you before I get you out of this crazy conversation. You understand? (laughs) Yeah, man. All right. Right now, you're sitting inside of a wonderful, beautiful, immaculate studio, Frankie Music. All right. How do you link with... Of course. How did you link with Frankie Music in the first place and decided that this is going to be Voicemail's home? You know, <laughs> you know, we link with Frankie. Yeah, I don't even, I, I think we're Frankie been friends for more than 15 years now. Okay. And yeah, the first time 
we did we did a project with with um with Frankie and everything the energy was just right you know you just know you just know great souls when you meet them me personally you know and the from the first link everything was just fully connected over the years Frankie Frankie has been there Frankie share his honest input because he's very honest in blood, sometimes I tell him, say, dog, we know you want to say, yeah, but just, you can't, mm -mm. You know, so over the years, he learned how to polish his bluntness. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so one of the things we respect and love and appreciate is that he always keep it hundred with me. And we, 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 we need that. We need, we need people to be honest with us so we can fix whatever need to fix or adjust what needs to be adjusted. Mm -hmm. um, one of the unique, one of the unique um, thing about Frankie music, you my allow you to be yourself. And like I said to you, when I work with people who allow me to be me, you get the best of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So from then, you know, we've been friends, you know, musical partner and him just he's he's a huge fan, which is which is which is which is a plus for us. He's a huge fan of not just our music, but us, but us as individual. You know what I mean? So I remember the day when Frankie said, yo, we are create a studio so we're good enough so we don't have to worry about goddess and goddess so you know we have a space for ourselves. I remember that day when him called and I said, yo, I get the studio and I said, yeah, I said, yeah, man. And that was it. You know, last year, uh, last year, this year, him decided, say, yo, I manage you, you know. <laughs> So, yo, me, I manage you, you know, cause everybody, me, I manage you now already. So, me, I manage you, me, sorry, no problem. So, Frankie is officially the first vice male manager. Like, mm -hmm. official. So, it has been home from, from, from before the studio created and everything. You know what I mean? And like I said, he's one of them who's kept it 100 with us. But nothing beat us allowing us to create and be ourselves. So big ups to Frankie Music for that. Really love and appreciate him for that more than him more than him know. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Hey, to me, Frankie, Frankie is the ghost. Just like yesterday when we're when we're doing soundtrack and stuff and I seen him, I said, boss, you're one of the most mysterious people I've come across in a long time. To me, again, this is just in my mind. One day Frankie just appeared out of nowhere and just this silent man where you see him in videos, you see him around, you know, but you just don't know anything about this man. This man is the ghost of dancehall and reggae music bass. Big I'm up, Frankie. Trust me, you know how much time people come here and I say, yo, I'm going to say, yeah, Frankie music, yo, and Frankie, they're right beside who them I talk to you. And I say, yo, Maria, to me, no, yo, I want to meet him, no, man. And brother, the brother, they say, yo, you yeah, yeah, meet him, man, but him not there, no, and Frankie, they're right beside smoking cigarette. Humble soul, man. But you see, yeah. what, what, make, what makes Frankie a genius, him know where my listen for. And him know, him know talent and him know music. That's we don't just call him Frankie music for no reason. Him know music. And one thing with Frankie, him go in our room and him sit and him observe and him listen before you hear him say a thing. Sometimes him don't say nothing. And that, that is one of the, the unique magic about Frankie music. And yo, there's so much great things in store, man. So much. Like him not even scratch the surface yet. 
Hey, man, so much amazing thing in store. So stay tuned, man. Definitely. And you're talking about amazing things. I know that um, you and Kevin came together and put out this up. Uh, is it a mixtape or EP? Back yeah, to the back to the fun. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> now this is where you guys are starting to give us that 2004, 2005 voicemail where we're dancing and having vibes. Talk to me about yeah. that mixtape. Mixed it. This mixtape, uh, we've been thinking of, we've been putting it together from before we leave for tour. Um, we, we leave for tour in May, and within that time, you know, we, we have time for put together the music that we want to formulate together. So our DJ, JJ Whistle, and Frankie will come over and say, Yo, we're ready to drop the mixtape. And I said, All right, we'll make we put it together. So the concept is, is not just no, the concept is going to, Go bigger and bigger and further and further. You know, so you can look out for, for the concerts, for the merch, for the tours, all of that with Back to the Fun. Because one thing I can promise you, you can't beat fun. It's a yeah. DJ traveling, it's a DJ traveling all over the world right now because of what? A song Drift. that is fun. Okay? We ending been 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 saying it all these years and years and years and years. And the proof is in the pudding. We do good music. We do feel good music. Even if you're not make nice for we over here, so the world do it. You get what I'm saying? So back to the fun. We're back to the fun. We're back to the voicemail that you started out loving. We keep your dancing, keep your moving, and there's so much to come. You know what I mean? When you get a chance, like I say, it's out on all streaming platform, you know, from Audiomax to SoundCloud, just but everywhere. You know what I mean? And some sing we have some singles out already. And the new single that we're about to drop now is called Catchy Rock. And it's a dance that is created by a dance group called Exclusive. So we're back to the fun. And it's not just mm -hmm. dance song, it's how we dress. You know what I mean? Where we go, how we behave, how we, how, how, how we conduct ourselves. Fun. Mm -hmm. Because I think we get Hollanders take things too serious. Different type of bills need for pay, so we take things too serious. So we're back to the fun. And we just I, enjoying it. <laughs> I think a project like this actually came out the right time because next year, 2024, is actually going to make you guys 20 years when you guys got your first hit. So this is right back to the fun boss. Yes, man. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so you get the concept then. That's exactly what we're talking about. First hit song was in 2004. Mm -hmm. And we're about to enter 2024. So we're back to Crazy. the fun. It's just nothing but greatness, man. Mm -hmm. Craig, the floor is yours. Leave some social contacts where they could check you out. Anything you want to know, anybody you want to big up 100%. Floor is yours right now before I get you out of here. Well, first, I have to give thanks for the creator and the giver of life, of course. You know what I mean? Um, just give thanks for all the gifts and all the, the blessings, you know, my kids and all. Everybody who play a part in me being here, you know, from, from my mother, from my father, I'm from Mumsy, my favorite human being who is spiritually with me and not here with me in the flesh anymore, but she constantly stay with me because I, I stay talking about her every single God-given day. Big up my team, Team Vice Mayor, Kevin and the whole family, Frankie Music, JJ Wizzle, 
and the whole Frankie Music family. Blessings. A Styles, big up yourself. Appreciate the support, my G. Appreciate for believing in the, in, in, in the vision. You know, I'll put together a beautiful project called Listen to Me. If you haven't checked it out, you know, go ahead and stream it on your favorite um, streaming platform. It's, it's, it, it's Craig Voicemail, and the name of the album is Listen to Me. Yeah, back to the fun. Oh, no one else streaming the platform as well. We're here having fun. You know, anything, anything you want to know, check me out on across the board on all social platforms. Craig Voicemail, Q-R-A-I-G. Voicemail. Big ups to Entertainment Report Podcast, Muscle and the World Team. Appreciate the link. You know what I mean? Thanks for joining me in at home, Cranky Music Studio, 111B Molines Road. Power, come check it out. I guess all of the hits them are create. So again, big ups to the to the to the followers and the listeners and the lovers of Reggae Dance Hall and to all my skankers across the globe. We're just getting started, yeah? Catch your rock. Back to the phone. Let's go. E -e -e -e. Perfect. I couldn't ask for an ending to a conversation more than that last A right there. <laughs> Perfect end to this epic, epic conversation where we could see the high, the amazing highs, and the devastating lows, and to know that you're still here and you could tell us the story the way you did. Amazing, boss. Thank you for sitting down with us today. You understand? Yeah, man. Respect, man. Blessings, man. Looking forward, looking forward to sharing this with the, with, with the globe. You know what I mean? Let's give them a, a quick insight of what's been going on with me and my super group voicemail and what's popping. So then we you will hear Kevin's side next when you when you when you're ready for interview. <laughs> Definitely will do. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here. And again, thank you so very much for sitting down and doing this with us today. Here, yeah, yeah man. respect, my G. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.